On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Goal Rush Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris, and sitting next to me is Lissa. Hi. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Could you be more annoying? I know. Uh, We are here on this very strange day. One of It's a beautiful day. It is. I didn't say it wasn't. It's a great day. It's a beautiful day. But we are living in different times right now, aren't we, Might? Sure. Uh, we are confined, quarantined, some may say. Self-quarantining. Well, of course, like everybody else should. Nothing's wrong, but we're... Well, Chris is sick. Uh, okay, nothing's wrong with us in regards to the coronavirus, but we are practicing social distancing. We are trying to stay away from everybody and everything. I'm on the moon right now. And I am broadcasting live from our toilet. <laughs> it's it's been it's been really special. What? Ow. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lissa's in pain and it's really about our uh, our episode today, our topic. Um, I am sick. I'm getting over walking pneumonia for those who have had that before. It's not pleasant, but it is I feel better and better every day, so I don't have a fever. I don't have anything like that. I went we, to the doctor already. I'm good. We thought he was just getting over his sinus infection. <coughs> and then he started wheezing like a an old Jefferson. little old man. And then he went in and yeah. So that's fine. So this is my second bout of pneumonia in my life. Well, you had the real pneumonia before. It, hold up. Both of them are very They're real. real but One no, is more severe than the other. The severe pneumonia is, pneumonia is like... Put you on your ass for yeah. for weeks. So I've had that before. That was how many years ago? Four or five, maybe? No, it was longer than that. It was probably, I'd say, closer to six or seven. Okay, well, and then, we can just scrap about it later. Okay, and then <laughs> I have this now. So it's okay. Like I said, uh, I'll be fine. But I really appreciate the the rest that I can have during this time because we can't do anything even if we wanted to. I'm so glad... Here he goes again. I'm so glad that he is forced to stay home because walking pneumonia, you feel fine. Yeah, you don't feel fine, but you don't feel like you have pneumonia. You feel all right, and you can still go about your day, and this forces you. Not going to school, being stuck in the house, you're forced to not do anything. That's great. Which includes not going to the gym either, and that is killer right now. Gyms have closed, at least the ones that we go to. So, again, you're kind of forced to do it. And then um, the worst part was just the fact that Chris couldn't go to – we had a serious discussion about my 36-week doctor appointment. And I was like, Chris, I don't think you should go. And he was like, huh, I'm angry and I'm going to sit on the couch and we need to separate ourselves right now because I'm too angry to talk about it. That's not how it went at all. That's pretty much how it went. (laughs) And then the next morning Chris came into the room – we're gonna just listen to his demise in real time would you be quiet go ahead 
And then the next morning, he came in and he was like, I've made the decision. I won't go. And I was like, good for you. It really hurts me because I really wanted to be present at, at like physically present at every single one. I, I really wanted to, to be there. Uh, I thought about it and ultimately... It wasn't the smartest decision, so no. I decided to stay home. I I'm, was, I was there in Facetime. I tried to make enough. sure that Chris understood that he's already his lungs are compromised, and if this virus was something else other than respiratory, I'd be like, sure, go out. But you're already your your breathing system is already compromised, and you don't need to expose yourself potentially to something else. Yeah, whatever. I'm okay. So yeah, Facetimed him, and. Uh, he turned the Well, there was phone. a part when they were all up in your goodness and the camera angle was right in the sweet spot. <laughs> and so I turned the phone away because I'm not trying to see all of that. That's a little too much But you for turned me. it to Curly. And I turned it towards our one of our dogs, but he wasn't looking in that direction. He was sleeping. He knew better as well. Yeah, he was sleeping. If he would have turned around, he probably would have had a heart attack. <laughs> he doesn't want to see mommy like that. Nothing they haven't seen before. What? I get naked in front of them all the time. I hope you don't get naked with your legs spread open for a doctor to give you an exam naked in front of them. I mean. Hey, Curly. <laughs> come over here and give me this exam. You're so sick. Whatever. Disgusting. I'm very open about my body. <laughs> to your children. Yes. Cool. Speaking of children. Yeah. That's what this whole podcast is all about today. It is the pregnancy a dish we have made sure that our podcast in the the past several weeks months were, yeah months we're not about you know Lisa being pregnant because that's not what this podcast is about it's about our goals it's about what we complete it's about our journey completing the goals so we did not want to turn this into like a baby blog or anything like that of the such and we still aren't doing that but we have had a ton of questions, concerns, all that type of stuff about Lisa being pregnant. So we decided to make one podcast dedicated to this pregnancy. And so Lisa, next week will be 37 weeks, which is technically a full-term pregnancy. And so how do I look? You look mom. How's my stomach darling. look? You look amazing. Our daughter looks amazing. She is going to be. There's a lot a rock star. of lot of poking and kicking, and she want to work out. She's ready to go. She moves a lot when I eat, so I know she's my child. Correct. And she gets really happy. Yeah, there's just it's uncomfortable now. I've gotten to the point where like I have been so so lucky during this entire pregnancy because I've I have not I didn't start feeling uncomfortable until like month 8 maybe, and I wouldn't even say I was uncomfortable, like just some back <laughs> pains here and there because I was stretched and growing <coughs> but like now that we're at nine months it's just everything <coughs> is everything is so go ahead do you want to pause it no keep going okay oh my <coughs> gosh everything is so up at the top area that it's a little bit it feels a little tight well hold on don't you're going too fast do you want me to go the through the entire well you're, going, well you're going too fast saying, because the first thing you said was you have been so lucky because you haven't felt uncomfortable. However, month three, month two, stuff like that, you were uncomfortable in different ways. So I do, I don't want you to just fast forward to month eight. 
Okay. We should we should start at the very beginning and well, then go from one night Chris and I had relations. Ugh. Did and you? I was probably sleeping. Chris probably. was probably sleeping too. No. <laughs> I waited for you to be sleeping. Oh, you would never. No, I wouldn't. And that's how it all started. I had a really insensitive joke. I won't do it. <laughs> you won't do it. No, I won't. Um it involved pudding pops. No, ew. I don't even want to know what <laughs> what that was stop trying to make yourself laugh you're drinking coffee you're gonna start coughing because you're drinking coffee what uh yeah so anyway the yeah it was i mean again it was it has been really great most points between what has been really great the pregnancy our relations yeah our relations (laughs) the relations the relations between like uh, six and eight weeks I felt like disgusting and crampy and nauseous for in and out. Like some days are worse than others. What about the night she was conceived? How did you feel? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a good time for that. I don't know because I don't know when that was. So. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Continue. Anyway, that's disgusting. So I'm getting into those details. Well, You're hurting sorry. people's ears. Okay. We need to remain sexless. Um. So anyway, between six and eight, I kind of felt like turd. But by week 10, I was back on the hooch. And by hooch, I mean coffee because that was one thing I did not want for two weeks. And I that is my benchmark. I felt great after that point. And... Didn't really have anything else to share from that. I never threw up, which I was very excited about. I, because throwing up is the worst. I was more concerned with you with throwing up because I know how much you absolutely hate doing it. Yeah. And the two days, Good I remember luck. two or three days, there were three weeks that I didn't go to the gym because, I mean, on Saturdays, mm-hmm. because there were like two or three Saturdays in a row where I felt so tired and so disgusting. I would wake up, immediately eat potato chips, and then you needed that salt. Sit in the bed, just waiting for it to pass. Mm-hmm. I'd, sometimes I would go to sleep as soon as I woke up. So, the, and, and it happened to fall on a Saturday, which I couldn't be more lucky. Fortunate, yeah, for, yeah. Didn't happen during the work day. During the work day, it took. It was. It was slow for me. Like I had to. I had to take my time here, and not get sick. <laughs> but, um. When I on the days I, I told myself, even on the days, the uh, if I can move and if I can get up and go, then I'm gonna go to the gym to at least just move my body a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I told you before that I am most proud of the fact that even on days that, like, the only thing I ate were French fries because I didn't want anything but salty food. I still went to the gym because mm-hmm. I was trying to move my body. And I'm not talking about like, the carbs give I don't you energy. work out. Okay. I don't work out, work out. Like it was sluggishly moving on an elliptical, maybe lifting a few weights on another day. Like it wasn't any intense workout. But, but you did it. On the days I felt good, I was like, I'm going to go do it. This is good for me. Gets things moving. I can, I want to stay moving, you know. I'm a 36-year-old woman, so I'm considered advanced maternal age, so that puts me in a Whack. Uh, a high risk, you know, a higher risk than others. 36. 36 years old, and I, of course, have multiple sclerosis and yep. all these other things, so 
you know, I it's all these other all these things. things, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I've know. picked everything up, right. uh, but it's just it was important for me. You need a bacchiotomy. (laughs) I need a bacchiotomy soon. It was important for me as an older woman who is pregnant with a disease, the disease I have, (coughs) to continue moving because I didn't want to get off that. Because after this pregnancy, I want to continue moving. And what does Dick Van Dyke say? Keep on moving. Keep on moving. And then he tap dances off the screen. (laughs) With his 20-year-old wife. Oh. Uh, so the first, you know, that was the first trimester, and really nothing much else to report there. Mm-hmm. I went to, I don't know what you want to talk about here. Oh, but. no, I was just, I wanted to talk about some more stuff. I just was about to cough, mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> Literally, you need to edit all of these coughs out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is real life. We're not editing. This is no filter. You get what you get. I'm. I apologize. I'm doing this because I love you all. The end. Wow. It was deep. So precious. So about pregnancy. Mm-hmm. One thing that is asked a lot. <coughs> Here he goes again. <clears throat> all right. Sorry. One thing that was asked a lot was. Why did we decide to have children? Didn't we already talk about this? First no. of all, we didn't decide. Well, we kind of birth control. We kind of did. Well, by you getting off birth control was our decision to, well, let's see what happens. We looked at each other one day. Uh, hold on. Don't This is the day rush of our the relations. story exactly. The point is our whole entire life of us together, we have said no children, no way. And then all of a sudden one day we surprised you know, your parents and my parents by saying, oh, yeah, by the way, you're pregnant. So what was, obviously, I know, but most people listening do not. So explain, if you will. Well, I'm 36, as we've just discussed, or 35 at the time. You are 147. And yes. we looked at each other one day, and I was like... I put my teeth in my mouth and said... <laughs> <laughs> he put his teeth in... And I looked at him and I said to him, we're old and if we're going to have kids, we might want to try, like I'd have to actually get off birth control in order to have kids. So And I we said, need, mama, give me those blue pills. <laughs> we need those. <laughs> we need to make that decision. Like right now, there's no chance of this happening. So we have to kind of like leave it up to fate and I'll have to get off birth control and see where it goes from there. And whether not it happened or didn't, we were kind of open to it and it happened pretty quickly. And that's that's where it, that's where it stands. It wasn't even like, again, I've said this to other people, as, a, as an older person. <laughs> Jesus, here we go. Sorry. As seriously though, as someone who's 36, my reproductive system isn't as, you know, most 36-year-olds, it takes a longer time for women my age to conceive. And, um, you know, I had remember hearing Michelle Obama talking about her and her fertility issues. And I was like, well, if she had fertility issues, then I can't imagine my queen, like, if it took her a while to get pregnant, no doubt it'll take me a while. So there was just no question whether or not, like, we weren't expecting anything to happen. No. I, I mean, 
again, I've been, I, I, it was kind of shocking. Like, yeah. So, but like you just, you kind of roll with the punches. We didn't really have a lot of time to <laughs> think about it beyond, beyond that. I was like, okay, well, okay, I'm pregnant. That's, here we are. Yep. That's it. There's no turning back now. Yeah. I mean, there is, but there's no turning back there, now. Yeah, that's a good point. We could have turned back. We could have turned back. Decided not to turn back. But it's a weird concept that's taken me until this point, actually, to wrap my head around the fact that I'm pregnant because I spent my entire sexual life, if you will. Preventing it. Try, yeah, like pregnancy is the worst thing ever. So to, to then get pregnant, it was just like still to the same, like, there's no way. Like, and I didn't show for a pretty long time. Yeah. And I still had my doubts, even though we had plenty of appointments, heard plenty of heartbeats, heard the sonogram. It was like, or saw the sonogram. It was like, but am I though? Because like I've spent my entire life not being pregnant and avoiding this. Are we 100% sure there's a, a human baby in there? And mm-hmm. to this day, I'm still not sure there's a human baby in there. I think that it is somewhat like an animal of some sort, puppy. I would love for it to be a puppy. But not because it's just like impossible for me to consider this given how much time we've spent childless. You know, it's it's wild. Yeah, again, we were very fortunate that it happened so early on. And so... We didn't really get the not, not for I wouldn't say fortunate. It's just like I, it just is like. Well, no, I I say fortunate because there are plenty of people who are trying to of have course. a baby and they haven't been able to. So we didn't have the feeling of oh nope not this month or oh, not this right. month or not this month. It was just like oh th- oh my gosh. So right. this is it's just this is actually happening right is, now. But like there was a part of me, of course, that I know that my uh, I know my friends who have dealt with fertility issues. And it's terrible when you want something so terribly bad. You want to be a parent and you can't be. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. And there was a part of me, of course, like like survivors or more type of thing. Like part of me felt kind of guilty. Like I didn't, I don't, I don't know what to say here. Like this isn't, it wasn't like I, I didn't try, I guess. It's just like, the, I have no explanation for why I, I am pregnant. Right. And, Except and, for the fact that I mean, <laughs> we had relations. <laughs> but you get what I mean. Like, there's just, there's no rhyme or reason to this life or world. There's no justice. There's no, it just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it wasn't something I dwelled on too much. But it, it was something that I thought about, you know. Sure. Considered. Yeah. And, you know, I remember talking to Janine. Shout out to Janine if you're listening. Um, with she used to ask when we worked together, she used to ask all the time, "You guys gonna have a baby? You guys gonna have a baby?" And a lot of people used to ask that question. Mm-hmm. And then finally one day she was like, "You know what? I'm never gonna ask you that question anymore." And I feel so bad for asking it because I know you guys aren't gonna have a baby. But what if you guys were trying to have a baby? And right. I keep asking, and and I think a lot of people don't understand that, and it's easy to overlook that. But I know people right now currently in my life that are actively trying to have a baby, people ask them all the time, you guys are gonna have a baby? And they don't wanna open up and say, yeah, actually we're trying, but mm-hmm. it's not working right now. Right. And so it's it's easy to look past that. I'm glad that, um, 
I actively think about that. Yeah, because you you, you just want to put yourself yeah. in someone else's shoes and. Uh, when again again we there was no we weren't under any pressure ourselves or other we weren't in any any like i wasn't doing ivf like there weren't these things that were that (coughs) there were high stakes that would cause us to even if someone was they did ask that it would make us feel bad like i mean except for the rosemary test yeah except for my mom but she stopped (laughs) she never stopped can't (laughs) stop won't stop she She never stopped she just willed it to happen every night she said i had a dream that you were pregnant i knew it i knew it the point of it is at the end the the point of this is just stop asking those types of questions yeah it's rude but you know what it's not like it is rude, but I know people are asking with good intentions. They're not trying sure. to be rude, but understand that that can be rude. And that's probably and it the scenario sometimes. So, anyway. It, for us, it was definitely not the scenario. We were just, no. I joked around with my brother just yesterday or the day before that where I said, you know, five years ago, if you were to, to ask, you know, which one is more likely, Lisa and I having a child or a virus <laughs> spreading around the world that is killing thousands of people which one is more likely to happen i would have said virus all day so the universe said here take both of them and that's <laughs> that where we are right now time. yeah exactly um which is kind of a segue to our next thing uh, well do you have anything else you wanted to talk about regarding your pregnancy i mean there's so much to talk about <laughs> well well i wanted to talk about the we can talk about the virus now if you well, want. Well, I was going to talk about the pandemic and, and what you have to go through right now. And what are your thoughts? Like, you just posted something on your Facebook page about what it's like right now, knowing that you're going to have a baby in less than a month, and what's currently going on in the world. And I think a lot of people, first off, if you're friends with Lissa on Facebook, it's a, it's a really good read. You should read it. That's so nice of you, Chris. Okay, don't read it because that was obnoxious. <laughs> um, but this is one thing that people are not thinking about when they panic buy is there are people who actually really truly need certain things. And by you stocking up with 24 packs of 12 toilet tissues per pack, there are some people who actually need these things and you have it stored in your closet just in case it's like this is a situation where you know a good society takes things that they need not what they want well i gotta say i I, with that i've seen photos of people with like 45 milk containers in their cart and 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 they go bad eggs like i'm like why would they ever do that but i've started to be i've tried to be less judgmental about it because i i'm trying i personally think when i see someone like that Maybe they're donating it to a homeless shelter. Maybe they have a big family. Oh, so the last Maybe 20 have... people that you saw walking out doing all that, they were going straight to I the homeless know. shelter? Nah. You just don't know. So I, instead of, why judge? I'm and not... I'm just kind of like, you don't know anyone's story. No, so... no, it's not. Ju- okay, first off. One, it's not judging. Two, when you see hundreds of people doing the same thing, out of the hundred... 80 of them are not doing anything good with it except for storing it for themselves. You don't know that Lissa? they could be giving it to their family or their neighbors. I don't want to I don't want to project negativity. So, please. You don't want to live in reality is what I would say. Whatever. I'm just hoping for the best, expecting the worst and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. But you asked about living in these times, giving yes. birth during these times. So, 
I was um, obviously I'm a first timer, so I'm already nervous because I have no idea what labor is going to be like. And up until last week, we talked about kind of all of our routines just being totally disrupted. And I'm one who values my routines and my social connections and my volunteer uh, commitments and not having anything, anything. Like I was hoping that the distraction of like this last month, um, it'd be like, okay, well, cool. I can go get coffee and then come back or I'll go to the store and pick up these. Like there wasn't a lot of pressure because it's like I still have time and this whole uh, I don't want to say shut down because it's not, but us self-quarantining is making things a little bit more time-sensitive and a little bit more pressurized. So, you know, looking at our list, like we, we didn't have a baby shower. I didn't want to, I didn't want to have a baby shower. I figured we're old. Chris has lived multiple lives and we are grown-ass adults who can afford our own stuff, and I didn't want to burden anyone else. So that, to me, was just out of the question. Mm-hmm. So Multiple lives. <laughs> so uh, we put together a list a while back and, you know, checked things off, got this stuff. My, I, I, can't, I hate to go back and forth on certain things, but I, it is. One of the things that gave me the most joy during this pregnancy was searching for secondhand used baby items and I got so many good deals off Facebook marketplace things that were $300 for 75 like it really was one of the most fun it was like a scavenger hunt and it is a great thing that you did that when you had the chance I know I started doing it in October probably when I was four months pregnant and you know diaper changing table like all of these things that that I wanted to get but I didn't want to buy new stuff because I figured why for what <laughs> like no one point. it's cheaper two why would I I don't want to waste anything I don't want to waste resources so like there's nothing there's nothing that I can't get used like it's just it's so much better than buying new in my opinion and uh, I just don't want to add to the waste in the world um so anyway uh picked up a lot of big stuff and then I had so many friends and colleagues who had recently been pregnant, who were really eager to get rid of all of their shit. Yeah. <laughs> so starting at three months, I had, you know, a few. My friend Erin gave me her maternity clothes. And I mean, like, there were only a few, like, jeans and leggings, but I've worn them throughout, and they've come in handy so much because, like, again, what are you going to – you want to spend $40 on a pair of jeans that you're going to wear for nine months? Like, it seems – kind of silly so I had a lot of generous people giving me their hand-me-downs which I really appreciated because I didn't want to buy stuff new it was Mm -hmm. just again it's ridiculous so having said that there were a number of things on our list that we waited for this last month to purchase because there's no point to buy diapers there's no point to buy wipes there's no point to buy these things that you don't really need until the baby's here so in the last week, because things have changed so dramatically, it's really added pressure to the situation. So I wasn't really thinking about it, but like it just happened to coincide with this last month. And we're like, okay, we need to look at this list. We need to figure out what we still need and buy it. And then it, So it's shipped here on time. 
and we go through the list and there was just so much of our list of needs like diapers I wanted to try cloth diapers again I thought I had I thought I had time to kind of figure this out test it out but because of the panic that's happening a lot of the supplies are gone so you know we're sitting there and looking through the list and I felt that day I was very overwhelmed by everything because I was just you know thinking I of all the things of all the situations that could have happened I was not ever thinking about this being the scenario where we're like scrambling to try to find diapers or wipes you can't go out because you're (coughs) you're sick I don't want to go out because I don't want to expose myself to someone who's sick and then bring that home so we don't just have the luxury of like let's go to CVS real quick and pick up stuff like we we've just always I've always been used to that convenience and we don't have it and you know it's just didn't expect things to be this way and I have very low expectations for everything in life (laughs) This is one of those ones that just seemed wild, like bare, kind of a bare minimum expectation. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, and it's it, and I and I don't have it, and I I can't ha- get have access to it, and it's you know temporary. Hopefully, it, it was temporary because we found a solution. But yeah, I got a little overwhelmed that day. Also that day, I I started seeing more news in other just knowing knowing how overwhelmed other hospitals are around the world seeing images and hearing stories from these areas that also heightened my emotions because I was worried you know in a month we don't know how this is going to turn out right now but I can only imagine that if other countries are in triage mode right now that that will also be there pretty soon and I will likely be in a scenario where I'm at in a hospital situation giving birth during a triage type of situation and it scared me you know it's like I don't I'm not a medical profess professional so hearing from my doctor who tells me even though she can't an- answer a lot of questions because they're they're changing their protocols and rules on a minute by, by minute basis, but like she did reassure me that labor and delivery is separate. You know, sick people, the people suffering from this are separate. Which again, I'm not thinking about it for myself. I'm just thinking about it like tapping, you know, zapping the the hospital resources of like we're talking about a serious situation where people have been working hours straight, days straight, trying to to keep people, trying to keep people alive. And I don't know how that affects labor and delivery doctors or nurses. So like right now it sounds like it's pretty separate. And if things, you know, in other countries, like in Austria, I know that they have closed maternity wards down and consolidated maternity wards. So they're in one location and, you know, a lot freed up more space for people suffering from this virus. Uh, I know, again, I, I don't know how I was supposed to be giving birth at one hospital. And I suspect that I'll probably be giving birth at another because of this situation. But that hasn't that hasn't been confirmed yet. But all this to say, I was overwhelmed, even though I was had been feeling pretty good. <laughs> 
and I have good days and bad days. That was not a good day. But for the most part, I'm trying to be positive and appreciate what I have now. Know that I'm healthy. Know that we're healthy. Our parents are healthy. We're safe. And you just have to, you have no control over, no, no one has control over their birth. And really, it's a, just an additional test of my releasing control because this adds another level of like bitch you don't have any control yeah (laughs) like you thought you didn't have control over this thing well guess what now you have no control over this other thing too so it's just a it's just a double whammy of a realization that things are really different now and we just have to every single day we just have to figure out what we're doing when things change like Okay, what's our course of action now? What's our course of action now? So that's where we are. Yeah, I think it's a story that people don't really think about. And I think, you know, people are so caught up with their own lives, just like we are. But most people our age already have a family. So they don't really think, I thought, one of the reasons why I really liked reading what you wrote is, you know, if we weren't having children right now and someone else wrote the same thing you did, I guarantee you, both of us would have been like, oh my God, could you imagine trying to mm-hmm. give a birth in the world now? like right now? It would be crazy. So I did really like the the read. I hope that people do read it because it's just a different perspective on on life and trying to be thankful for what you have right now. Again, we say over and over again, it's so hard to appreciate everything you have but this is another scenario in which hopefully people are appreciating their health Mm -hmm. because right now that's you know if you have that that's all you can ever ask for and i have a good perspective too because i've read up enough about history and even pretty recent history to know that there's there's i would much rather give birth right now than in 1919 just 100 years ago so like i understand that our situation is not it's not the worst thing ever so even as overwhelmed as i have been on occasion you think about other instances you think about you know i mentioned like my our both of our parents won't be able to see our baby for at least a couple months i'm guessing because we don't want to expose them and well, of course we wouldn't the, wouldn't want the baby to be exposed but like that's it's not I mean, just think about that. I mean, but my point is, it's it that's that's nothing that premature parents of premature babies don't have to deal with. Like, their their parents touching their baby until they're yeah, out but of the it, little. But you got to remember, like in most scenarios, the people who are alive right now, they've given birth. People could go to the hospital and still see the baby. Yeah, I, this is a situation where hey, you got FaceTime. Yeah, this is where it's going to be right now. This is where we are. Our parents. Even if they didn't restrict visitors, they will not be they will not be coming to the hospital. My sister was supposed to be my number two in case Chris passed out, but <laughs> um, we were told that we I can't have a backup, and even if we couldn't switch, we can't switch. It. But so I'm we, not. One first person, off, I know you. I'm not passing people, out. Some people were worried about. Or some people are worried about that, and <clears throat> you know, I had no intention of having anyone else in the delivering room. Like, there's no way in hell. I'm good. But I'm ready to rock. that was something that was Boom. told to me this past week. And I was like, Can, I'm that's fine. <laughs> Give, yeah. Move on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, thinking about those types of things, it does make me sad to think that, I mean, as much as my mom will, 
wants to have grandkids. And this is like the the irony that she won't be able to see her. She won't be able to be able to see her. I'm my dad too, and my sister, and your parents too. But this is my parents' first grandkid. Your yeah. your parents are used to this, yep. used to children. But you know, I, it's it's just a. It's not a pity party. It's just like that's yeah. you know this is a situation we have to deal with. We're moving on. We're all adjusting. We're gonna see how serious they are about quarantining after this baby <laughs> yeah. is born. Yeah. If and- you have one person over your house in two weeks, you're gonna start another two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're not playing. And like we've, I you know I come from a family who we, we joke about things, of course, to ease the pain of it all but mm. i was just texting with my family earlier today about how how our daughter will be able to drive to their houses by the time but yeah sure <laughs> by the time she, everyone's allowed to see her and my aunt sent me a um a guide on midwifery from 1950s mississippi and said that she's ready she she read it from front to back she's ready if i have to get a give a home birth mm-hmm. so like just laughing about it makes things better and i with everything again you come from a place of perspective and realizing that this is not the worst case this is not the worst situation that's ever existed there used to be women who did this all the time during yeah. war and like this is not a i'm not an exception to the the rule is, I guess, is what I'm saying. I don't, I'm not, neither of us are pitying our situation. It's just, it's just a far cry from what we what consider we, normal. Yes, what we consider normal, but we're trying to, we're, we're trying to. This is to take just it. another, this is yeah. like I told something you before, new. it's just another chapter in our story. It's just something else that we will look back decades from now and again, be able to think about it. And, you know, everyone always remembers their first child, but this is really going to uh, stick out during this time. This is, etch- this is, this is a memory etcher. Yes. This is a time that I don't think any of us could have ever said no. would ever happen in our lifetime. So no. we're, you know, we're taking it day by day. Thank- and, thankfully, we're pretty you know, flexible. At least one of us is pretty flexible. <laughs> You're trying to say I'm not flexible? Most cases, most instances you aren't, but for some reason you are with this. Maybe because you've never done it before. Uh, I don't appreciate that. No, I'm sorry. How am I not flexible? You know how... I like... You know how rigid you are. I like plans. I know. I don't like going into things blind. Yeah, and and somehow you are okay with this. You have no choice. You have to embrace it. I know, but given your rigid personality... No, I I got a rigid personality now? Yeah. You have rigid rigid expectations. Once a plan is in place, you think that that's how it's going to go. Stick to it, baby. Stick to it, baby. The plan has always been... There is no plan. Mm. No, I just think it's easier to, okay, you want to do this? Boom, let's do this. You think about all the variables and good to go. I don't like being um, spontaneous. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, well, guess what? This is spontaneity and No, it's not. We had life. nine months. No, I mean, <laughs> what's going on like right now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, every single day is different. But again, I think that there's a like a humility, like, well, the world doesn't revolve around me, so why would right. I expect why the world are we any different? <laughs> and it, to somehow adjust to me instead of me adjusting to it. And so. we have been again this time that we've been forced to stay at home has been good because we've been allowed to prepare more. 
not nest, but prepare more for the baby. And even like cleaning. Um, not necessarily, oh, we're going to come together and make this. A... No, 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 no. That's not who we are. That's not how we operate. I think if you know us, then you definitely know that that's not what we do. But um, this is, you know, any other time, any other weekend, especially today. Today, it's not raining. It's a little windy, but no problem. But we had plans today. We yeah, were we both going to be out yep. doing our own thing. And yep. it would have prevented us from, you know, cl- clearing out the below our bed like we did today. I yep. think it's... I think that's the other thing to I when I personally get overwhelmed with something that's stressing me out, I I try to stop and I try to stop and think about like how can I think about this differently to appreciate the the positive thing. So this is a really this is a strange example, but at some point I was stressed out about um an expense that we had to we had to invest in and a rental car. <laughs> It's a weird, a weird example, but we, there was, we had to get a rental car and it was pretty expensive for the week. And I was oh, like, I get it. I, I kept on thinking like, holy shit, this is expensive. Holy shit. And then I sat down and thought about it differently. Like this vehicle is getting us safely to these locations. We have the flexibility to go here. We have, this car is getting us to see these beautiful views. Like it just, a once you start looking at it from a different perspective because you can change the way your brain is thinking and that's the most powerful thing I feel like we humans can do mm-hmm. but in this situation it's like yeah okay I don't have my volunteer things I don't have my uh office I'm not going to the office I'm not but to step back and think like I would not be with you for the next month every day talking more than we normally do on a daily basis being near you hanging out with the dogs, the dogs sleeping next to me while I work. Like mm-hmm. there's us being able to clean things that we haven't been able to clean because we don't have time. Just being forced to to take it slow. Much more slowly, much more much slower than we are accustomed we, to how we normally operate. Yeah. So yeah, just appreciating all of the good things. It's all you really can do. You just appreciate what you got and then hope for the best. Mm-hmm. But that's where we are. We have less than a month. Um, we've set the due date, right? We're fine saying it. I don't know. The official due date is April 15th. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't think Liz is going to last that long. She thinks she will. We've got a little bet on that. Um, everyone keeps asking us names. We have a name. We're just not going to say the name. There's no point of saying the name because if we say it and people like it great if we say it and they don't like it great it doesn't make a difference it's our name it, it just like everybody else no one really for the most part says what the name's going to be our biggest we've had we've spent way too much time talking about the name but um yeah you have we have ultimately we want it, it to mean something to our families and to us, of course. So that's it. Um, everyone, I mean, people ask me that every single time we talk about the baby. It's kind of funny. I know it's important, but... A rose geez. by any other name would smell just as sweet. No. Uh, as far as, like, I wanted to talk about... And Rose is not the name. I wanted to talk about <laughs> the in-between the three months, because we kind of skipped from 
from first trimester to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that um, answers also some (laughs) questions that people have asked me that I, I guess other people have experienced and people have asked me if I've craved really weird foods and I haven't. Um, <laughs> I eat weird foods, I guess, anyway. Yeah. But there was a period of time. I've only, I've craved orange juice throughout this pregnancy and I've not, never was one to drink orange, any type of juice during the day. And really wanted cheese early on, did not want chicken at all. And that's somewhat I, I eat it's chicken, somewhat par but for it's the not like I really don't want it. I was, for the first trimester, the only thing I wanted was crunchy stuff. So I would go get – I went to Walmart one time to get a bag of salad at like 9 o'clock in the morning and ate that at 10 o'clock in the morning. That's not a big deal. Salad, same thing with – I was at work and I was like, the only thing I want is something crunchy. So I went to get a salad. So it's not like super weird, but I haven't – and, and like as far as the emotions go, I feel like I've been pretty even-keeled. Mm-hmm. I have no, you know, there weren't. What? Name an example. The, the way you responded is the reason why I won't name an Go example. Go ahead. I Ex- dare you, yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. You yeah. know I'd act like that no matter what. There are some t- No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, but like I felt, again, wasn't really overly emotional or <laughs> hormonal. And mm. you you wanted to do that one more time? <laughs> Yeah, guys. She wasn't overly emotional at all. This is me. Mm-hmm. This is how I behave normally. Mm-hmm. I, a few mm-hmm. things. <laughs> there was something that really frustrated me throughout this pregnancy was like the lack of all of a sudden that I had no agency over my emotion or thought or feelings. So it was like at one point it was wrong. Around Christmas time. And I said to my mom, I'm really excited about Christmas for some reason this year. I can't wait to decorate, which I normally, I haven't been feeling like the past couple of years. And my mom was like, uh, it must be because you're pregnant and be because you're pregnant. And it's like, there were a few things that happened over the course of the last, you know, once people knew I was pregnant, that I was like, it's got to be because you're pregnant. And it's like, no, I just want, I just want that. Oh, I just feel that it wasn't like, basically... I didn't turn into a different human. I still... <laughs> Gotta say, that's probably, to me, the most annoying thing about it's this whole process. It's so annoying. Like, all of a sudden, I I stopped... People just assumed I stopped being me, yep. and everything was dictated by this fetus. Like, yeah, it, I, it I, makes no sense. I really don't like that, and I hate when I hear this. It's like, well, you know it's not about you anymore. No, it's always going to be about me. <laughs> it's always going to be about me. It's always going to be about you. And guess we have someone else along for the ride. And it's going to be about her, too. But we are not losing our identities. I won't, like, I can't hear, I can't hear that anymore when people say, it's not about you anymore. Oh, you guys are doing this because you're pregnant. It's like, no, I. That's what you guys were like. That's not what we are like. I want to do this. And I've always wanted to do this. And I've always operated this way. But even those, like, weird comments, they occurred throughout. And I was just like okay like this is more this says more about you than it does me um but i i that was that that was weird um i because i didn't show until later and we i was pregnant during winter time i wore jackets a lot so a lot of people didn't know that i was actually pregnant and like my parking attendants they didn't know i was pregnant until eight months and (laughs) they were so excited which 
awesome. Really enjoy them. I miss them a lot. But okay. I only had a few people always complain about like people coming up to touch their stomachs. Again, I just don't think people knew that I was pregnant and only had that one woman in DC. She literally jumped up, put her laid her hands on my stomach and blessed my belly, which I thought was kind of sweet. It was. We were in a restaurant. She was very nice. Um, <coughs> but I didn't have a lot of weird experiences like, you know, certain people have, like, I don't know. I, I think that people overblow a lot of situations and maybe because I have no expectations of people or life that it was kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, I drew a line at one point, though, when I had three different women tell me their birth stories on one day, seven different birth stories, and I think I have already mentioned this, but I I think it's also something to consider um, when you when you encounter a pregnant woman, don't share your birth story. Yeah, I I don't I don't think that anyone wants to hear your horror story. Also, just because you were able to do something when you were pregnant doesn't mean that Lissa will be able to do something when she's pregnant, or vice versa. Vice versa, I had that too. Everyone's different. Everyone is different. A lot of projections of like. Well, what I did, I did this, so you won't be able to do this thing until, and it's like, no. I'm months after that point and still doing certain things. Yeah, again, like it heels, could go either way. Heels, for example, although I'm not wearing <coughs> them now because I'm at home, but they're at, in the baby books, it's like, you might want to stop wearing heels at this certain point because your balance will be off. And I was like, what? Like, kept wearing heels, no problem. Like, I, basically, no matter what is happening in your life, do whatever you feel is right. <laughs> that is yep. the only rule. And if you are confident in what you're doing, which I have been because I I knew that was what, what was right for me, no one else's comments, suggestions, whatever affect me. It's like I'm a duck. I put my head in the water. They are the water that just glides off of my silky duck neck because it doesn't really – I don't, I don't care what anyone – I don't really don't care what – I appreciate – if your advice or your concern, uh, your concern, like I do appreciate it, but I don't want to know your birth story. <laughs> no, I don't want to know Good. anything. I don't want to know anything that worked for you because that doesn't mean it'll work for also, me. <laughs> and also just think about it. Like, would you, I'm talking about these women now, would you ever want to hear someone else's story? Like if you did, wouldn't you say, did you tell me about your birth? Let me know about that. Instead of just, Offering it out because maybe I don't want to hear it. And I don't want to hear it. And I certainly don't want to hear it when I am getting my teeth cleaned and I can't even respond. You can't talk. You're like, ah, that's great. And thank you for telling me your fears and projecting your fears onto me. That's that's really, really awesome. Yeah. But also it's fine because she's already done it. So it's, it's not a big deal anymore. Now she wants someone else to live through the pain or the fear that she had to go through, which... Says more about the person. That's what I said, yes. And I realized that, <coughs> you know, people do get very excited when they see a pregnant woman because it reminds them of their time if they were pregnant. And I also understand that sometimes people just want to talk or let out their feelings or whatever. So when that those situations happened, it was just like I sat there and listened and that was it. It's like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> thanks for sharing that. Correct. But trying... Not to internalize anything because it doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. It just doesn't. doesn't matter. And it's not, it's no reflection on you. It 
it just doesn't matter. Like, I've learned that if people have wanted to be very helpful and provide tips and this and that when I when they found out I had MS. And it's like everyone, if MS has taught me anything, it's that everyone's experience is so different. You can't listen to other people for good or bad because that won't be your experience. Like yep. literally it is no one is on the same course. Correct. So it was just reiterated. Pregnancy and encountering people reiterated that for me. Yeah. Um, also, would like to share my own tips. Go ahead. Because if anyone's listening, I just want to say, buy used shit on Marketplace. Go to Goodwill. Sometimes their maternity clothes are discounted at the rate of children's clothes. They consider maternity clothes kids' clothes. So you don't have to buy anything new. <laughs> I personally only bought <coughs> maternity clothes in the form of basics. So t-shirts and tank tops because I got pants used. All my dresses still fit me. I don't have, I have a couple of, I think I bought two maternity dresses, but like everything else still fit me. I've gained 30 pounds, but it's kind of all stomach. So I, and I must have a very deep stomach because it doesn't stick out (laughs) too much. doesn't stretch my clothes too much. (coughs) High-waisted leggings are the best thing ever. And you bought those for my birthday by chance. And I've worn the same ones throughout. Uh, Also, Uh, the last thing, fuck the entire industry for shaming women or trying to sell them stuff that will make their stretch marks disappear. That's so stupid. Or not appear at all. Uh, It's it's one thing if if the woman does not like them and she wants to do something with them, but like... I feel like a lot of the times it's shaming women like, oh, God, your man won't like you with these stretch marks. Like, bitch, I just pushed out a eight pound fetus from my vaginus. Can you not tell me about my stretch marks? Fuck you. It's ridiculous. Also, guys will literally fuck anything. So can we get off that tip? We're done here. Confirmed. The... Uh, what I want to say, though, is I have not, up until this point, I have not. Ha- I don't have any stretch marks. Again, no rhyme or reason for why I don't have any. Well, you're also so white that you wouldn't be able to see Maybe, your stretch marks. But my mom said she got stretch marks really early, and I assumed that I would go down the same path as her. And Everybody's different. Everyone's different. So, like, you can rub. Maybe you'll have stretch marks after the baby. Maybe. Who knows? Probably. Who cares? You could rub, like, volcanic ash on your stomach. It's not going to prevent stretch marks, Yeah, paint that you can, like, you know, when... um, Do you know how many times I heard... tied to go. That's basically what it reminds me of. You're just filling in the spaces in which uh, you might have a stretch mark. So dumb. But I've heard so many, like, oh, you have to get this lotion. And I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. Like, I don't care. If, If the thing that is worrying me the most is my stretch marks that are caused by a growing a baby inside of me then i need to have bigger concerns like i i i have a very blessed life if that's the if that's something if i'm that's concerned. your concern <laughs> and right. look i don't make my money off my body no one's paying me to get nude anytime soon i am you are not paying me but uh-huh. my point I is i pay you in the form of food this is not don't stress out of the don't stress out about these things like it's just so insignificant in the whole scheme of things 
So that's where I'm at. Right. Oh, and personally, one of my favorite aspects of pregnancy has been my hair does not get greasy. So I can go a week, a full week. I will miss that the most. I don't even know when the last time I washed my hair is. It's probably been two months. I can go a full week and not wash my hair. And it looks so good. Does it? Not today. <laughs> but normally, Just kidding. Yes. I, am, I am not. It is unbelievable. And if anyone has any, if anyone has that as their, the benefit of pregnancy, if they experience that, it is the best because it's like, it's not about vanity. It's about, I don't have to wash my hair. And to me, washing and blow drying my hair is the most annoying thing ever. Mm. So fun beauty tip. All right. Also, I don't think I ever glowed. People talk about glowing. Oh, you're doing it because you're glowing. And then they would say these things when they found out. It's like. Why didn't you say this before? Yeah. I was pregnant three months ago and somehow I'm not. I wasn't glowing then, but now I'm glowing. Just stop. These crutches. Stop. These these tropes. They frustrate me so much. But it's been fun to kind of dodge dodge that stuff um, will you miss being pregnant yes probably because i what like part? seasons i miss seasons when they're over and like i said i miss not having greasy hair but i think what i'll miss the most and what i i learned early on is that my body is making a human and i used to look at myself in the mirror and get really self-conscious about my stomach and <coughs> the last you know few months i look at myself and i'm like there's no confidence issues it's like there this is how i should look you've always you look how you should look it's just taught me to embrace my body for the positive i guess it only should be in the positive but again that was an area that i wasn't i was always kind of you know wanted to conceal my stomach and over the past few months, it's like I have never felt more confident about myself than this pregnancy as far as like my physical appearance. Well, I really hope you remember this. Me too. <laughs> I hope so too. After the baby is born because it's a life lesson. Something that hopefully you won't put on a dress and you're like, oh, my stomach. Because you've done that I before. Will. And it's like, could that's what you're concerned with? I know. Be appreciative of everything that you have, your health. Be happy for that. I And yeah. not, oh, I can see my stomach. Why does all my weight in my stomach? Like, no, those days have to be gone. I know. I, this is, like I said, this was a lesson in that. It just, it really, it really made me realize how self-conscious I was before and how I've abandoned all of that because it's like, what, what am I going to do? Like, it's just so insignificant. Sure. So I like that. I like staring in the mirror and going, damn, girl. Who are you talking to? You look to? good. You talking to yourself? You or? got an ass in the front and the back. Okay. <laughs> you got a bubble. <laughs> and a bubble stomach. You got bubbles uh, everywhere. Also, the first time my boobs have ever been bigger than uh, <laughs> what they were. 
Yeah, these things are, these are, these are important details because I've never had larger boobs before. So this has been, not that they're huge, but. Ready to wrap this up. I will say that I won't miss my boobs touching my stomach. That Ready I think to I'm. wrap we're, this we're up. We're done here. We're yep. done with that. We're done with this podcast. Do you got anything else you want to say about being pregnant? What do you feel like? Uh, we are an hour into this. We're we have, not talking we about have nothing how I but feel. time and people are home. <laughs> well, let's spare them um, my thoughts. And uh, I've said enough. We'll 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 end it because that's what we're going to do. Fine. Let's end it then. Um let's end Let's end this with you putting your hand oh, hands over my stomach in the heart shape. Yeah, yeah. And posing, and then you massaging my perineum. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're done. It's... I asked Chris if you wanted to help me massage it, which I haven't ever yet, but I probably should. And he's like, "No." <laughs> I'm like, "What type of partner are you?" Yeah. One that is As not you. was not doing that, is not looking at the birth, is not cutting a cord, not doing any of that. Doctors get paid very well to cut the cord and all that other jazz. That's not for me. And all the men who did that, bravo, good to you. But that is something that I don't think you can ever erase from memory. And I don't want that in my memory. Sorry, just don't want it. And I know men have, that have been forced by their wife saying you're looking you're doing what's the point of that why do i want to look i don't get it it it's just not something that i want to see it's like someone having open heart surgery uh, you know some people want to see that some people don't uh, you know i'm good i'm good speaking of being good i'm good with this being over okay so let's wrap it up thank you all for listening as you always do Please give us a one-star review because that's what we deserve. And thank you for listening to us for over an hour and two minutes. Got anything you want to say, little no. little baby? No, we'll 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 be around and stay safe, we'll be stay at home, home, and yep. that's all that we can do. Correct. <laughs> stay healthy and wash your hands. Wash your hands and your butt. <laughs> But and uh, social distance. Yep, social distance. Born for this. All right. And old people stay home. Yes, please. Older people who are not listening to recommendations. Uh, you can prevent forest fires. A whole different story. Let's let's end it. That's it. <laughs> Bye. See everybody. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.